Okay, so I know it's been like two months since I've made an episode. I'm well aware I wanted to make episodes. I really wanted to make episodes, but those episodes just did not want to get made. Just about everything that could have happened in these two months has happened. It has just been a roller coaster for me personally. And I know I was teasing the awards episode in the last episode two months ago. I was using that Christina Aguilera video, audio, whatever, of her being like, I, I just want my fans to know that it's coming, I promise. And the album never came. Neither did the awards episode. But I promise you, the awards episode is coming. It is the next one. I was going to have the awards episode be the first episode I returned with, but I knew I still needed to work on it more. And it would be a little bit before I actually um, was able to post it. And I didn't want to wait any longer before I put an episode out. I probably lost all little bit of my audience I built up when I first started this. So I just wanted to get an episode out. I want to do a catch up. I want to talk about what I've watched. And then I promise the awards episode will be next. And I, you know, I... In this whole two months, I was like, I can't put the these out because it's already been so long. Nobody cares about 2021 anymore. Like my original goal was to have the awards episode up before the Oscars. And I've already written half of it. And I have like an opening monologue like at the Oscars. But then the Oscars happened. And then my episode didn't. <laughs> And, you know, it'll probably be like May by the time it's out because it's now April 22nd. My last episode was like March 6th or something. So, yeah, I was debating if I want to do it, but I do want to do it. I don't care if it's late. I don't care. It's going to be fun. I have already put a lot of work into it. I've watched so many movies for it. I made those that Instagram posts that had all the um I made the graphics for my Instagram that had the um, nominations on there I started writing it like I put hours and hours and hours and hours and hours into this whole episode I want to put it out I like the idea of celebrating film um I was going to do an episode where I just talked about the Oscars, but honestly, the discourse around the slap just made me not want to talk about it. It's already been talked about to death. Um, I thought the Oscars were fun um, for the most part. Um, yeah, whatever. I don't really want to talk about the Oscars. <laughs> I wanted to do a lot. Okay. I wanted to do a lot in between these two months, but I just didn't have the time or the energy. I did have the time at some points, but again, no energy. I am burnt out. I feel nothing right now. <laughs> um, so let's start from the beginning. I recorded the first episode or the last episode, I should say the, it was on, um, legacy sequels and that came out on March 6th. I did record it earlier, I think I'm looking at my letterboxed diary or whatever they call it. 
And I did that episode after I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I watched that on the 23rd. So I either recorded it on the 23rd or the 24th, I'm guessing. So I recorded it, and at the time when I recorded it, I I was seeing someone, uh, not for very long just a couple, like two, three months, two months, but we were talking for quite some time before we actually met and started like going out and I thought it was great. And then, um, after I recorded that episode, that was no longer happening. (laughs) Um, yeah, he basically just texted me at work saying this wasn't happening anymore. So that was fun. I was in quite a mood from that. (laughs) I thought things were going great. So then after you realize that it's not, and when it's kind of ends so abruptly and like, kind of like, oh, whatever by the other person, you're like, well, shit, I cared a lot more than they cared about me that's kind of embarrassing. Like I kind of look stupid right now. So I think I might've started editing before that happened. And then I think I just finished it within like super quick. I don't even remember how the episode turned out. I just posted it. I was like, whatever. I'm really not in the mood. Um, my feelings are hurt. Um, I'm slightly embarrassed and I'm annoyed because now I'm back at square one, you know, I have to go back on Tinder, which I literally hate. I have to have so much small talk with people that are not going to continue the small talk past like a day or two. I have to have the same conversation like, oh, where, what do you do for a living? What do you do for like, did you go to school? Blah, 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 blah. Like, I just can't do that. I really can't. My, I will shoot myself in the fucking head before I do that. Um, spoiler alert, I did do that, but it didn't last very long because it's just annoying. I don't, I don't like having to meet people. So that sucked. Also, I guess when I was dating this person, um, I was working less on my podcast because usually the time that I was taking, making the podcast, writing it, watching stuff, editing, I was spending it with him. So not as many episodes were coming out towards the end of the last run of the podcast or whatever before the break. I, there was less episodes because of that. And then I just, for about a week, I was like, I don't fucking want to do anything. I'm annoyed. Um, I feel like shit about myself, like all the basic stuff. And then, you know, you feel like shit even more because you're like, okay, I feel like shit about myself. I feel all these things. This person probably doesn't. And then you're like, well, shit, that makes me feel even more shitty. So that happened. And I just like, wasn't in the mood for a little bit to record anything. And then my school, like gas pedal to the fucking floor of the car, like so much work. Um, (laughs) I have had two group projects one of them was extensive and I basically wrote the entire thing by myself. I did all the research by myself. Um, it was extensive. It was tiring. It was annoying because I was picking up the slack for the, my group. Um, the one guy didn't do a single thing on it. I did, a, I came up with all the interview questions. I interviewed like 
13 people twice. I did observations. I was, I had to do this diagnosis on a, um, a workplace, which so just so happened to be my workplace. Um, and it was annoying. I just finished it this last weekend. Uh, it is, what is it today? It's Friday. So that took a lot out of me doing that. And I just had no, the time that I had to write and do stuff, I was doing it on this project and I got a good grade on it. So that's great. We did have a presentation. Don't know how I was graded on that, but that took a lot out of me. Like intellectually, I, (laughs) I basically wrote like three fucking papers because the drafts, my professor wanted them changed or it was just not working. It was just a lot. It was a lot of work. I'm still tired. I feel like I'm still recovering from just that project alone because there was just so much into it. And my professors kind of just like expect so much for some reason, like I get it's grad school. And I, I know I've said this before, but like, I just don't understand why they need it to be like, like they need it to be, they need, oh my God, I don't, I'm, I'm going to have an aneurysm if I go into it more, but it's just like, I don't understand why it needs to be so much just because it's grad school. Like they're like, well, you should expect it. It's grad school. Well, why? Why are you trying to make my life hard? Why are you making me meet all of these deadlines, do all of this work, and then you can't even grade a fucking discussion post for three months? Like, it's just so tiring. It's so tiring. And I've had so much, like, my actual life at work has been annoying. I've had drama, of course, because what the fuck else happens with me i'm like i don't know i don't understand why i am always put in weird positions in my life specifically at work um it's been very frustrating so i haven't been recording episodes i haven't been thinking about it um but i want to do it again now my semester is coming to a close I think my last thing is due next Tuesday, which is like my exam, which it's like essays. I have to write a bunch of essays. Um, He said it was like, oh, it'll be so, it'll be really easy, really easy, not much work at all. And he's like, well, each question will be like two pages long. (sighs) Like, really? Oh, that's so easy. Like, I don't want to write two pages for every fucking question. I don't want to write two pages, period. Let me write fucking five sentences. I know I can get my point across in five sentences. Ugh. But that is done at two or Tuesday, not at two on Tuesday. And then my job is so understaffed this week that I have to pull a bunch of doubles and do a lot of physical labor and (laughs) work on understaffed shifts when I'm already working a double. And I don't want to do that either. So it'll be a busy week next week again, but hopefully that is my last busy week and I can fully get back into this and I can do the awards episode, the film degree awards, the first annual film degree awards. Again, 
if you would like to look at the nominations beforehand, they are on the Instagram film.degree. But yeah, I feel like I'm missing so many things. Like uh, my sister had a baby, my first nephew, my first nephew or niece, but it is a nephew. And one of the weekends I spent um, visiting them, I had to travel to go see them. I had another COVID scare. I had a birthday party that was a super spreader event. (laughs) Uh, So that happened to, I had to quarantine for like five days to make sure I didn't have it. I was having symptoms, but it turned out to be just, I think, a really bad migraine because I get those. But also I was, I'm just exhausted. I'm burnt out. I'm so burnt out. Oh, before we do the lightning round, (laughs) I have a new show that I'm obsessed with that I need to talk about. And I know I don't want to really talk about TV on here, but I need to talk about it because I'm fucking obsessed with it. So on a whim, I decided I was going to check out the show The Good Wife, which came out in 2008 or 2009 originally, and I think it ended in 2016. It is a show that was on CBS starring Juliana Margulies. It obviously is a network show, so there's 22 episodes each season. There's seven seasons. Um, The first two seasons actually have 23 episodes, and then there's a spinoff that is on Paramount Plus that I need to get into as well. But I've been watching it as I do my homework, as I just to watch TV, while I'm folding laundry, while I'm on the treadmill, while I'm doing everything. The past few weeks, I have been plugged into The Good Wife. And if you don't know what that is about, it is about a woman who is the wife of a state's attorney who is accused of like mishandling funds as well as sleeping with a bunch of like prostitutes. And it is a public embarrassment for her. And he goes to jail. So she has to go back to work. She starts working at a law firm again because she's a lawyer, but she took time off um, to raise her children. And the show is just so good. Like what I just told you right there, being a, a CBS lawyer show about a woman publicly embarrassed by her husband's scandals, it sounds like a show meant for middle-aged women. And it might be a show for middle-aged women, but I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I need everybody to watch it. I mean, it's not like it is like this little hidden gem that nobody's ever seen before. It has won numerous Emmys. I Juliana Margulies won like two Emmys, I think, deservedly. And Archie Punjabi, she won an Emmy. I don't know if anyone else. Oh, Carrie Preston won for guest actress. Who else won? I'm not sure. Um, but currently I'm almost done with season six. And um, I heard people don't like season six. Love it. It is actually one of my favorite seasons. The show reinvented itself in season five. The show is probably one of the best written shows I've ever seen. There's so many plot twists. There's so much like backstabbing there's so much plotting there's so much twisted storylines the storylines are always ahead of their time um they're always really inventive and i don't know it's just it's so fucking good and the guest stars are incredible and they come back like throughout the entire show like their clients keep coming back or lawyers or judges and they have so many good guest stars like carrie preston from true blood she's so good in the show um Christine Baranski is so good in the show. Like everyone is so 
good in the show. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't stop watching it. I am obsessed with it. I can't believe I only have like a season left to go. Although there's like five or six seasons of The Good Fight, the spinoff, which I cannot wait to get into. Usually I start a show, I binge watch it like crazy, and I get through like a season or two, and then I'm like, eh, whatever. This show, I can't stop watching it. I'm always wanting to watch it. I watch it literally doing everything because it's just so good. It's... I never thought I would love a network TV show. Like, obviously I've seen some... um, I feel like we're in an age where it's like, why are we watching network TV? Like it's very looked down upon because we have so much premium shit on HBO and all the streaming services. It's like, why are we wasting our time on a network show? Let me fucking tell you, The Good Wife is probably the best network TV show ever made. And I will die by that statement. I will die by it. Also. The show is just, it's so good. And if you are looking for something to watch, I know it can be intimidating because it's like seven, 22 to 23 episode seasons. It's a lot of stuff to watch, but it is so worth it. Like everything, it just builds up into season five, which season five is one of the best seasons of TV I've ever watched. And it all leads to that moment. And then the show reinvents itself in season five. And it's just like, it's just so good. I can't praise it enough. Um, so that is what I've been spending most of my time doing. I don't typically watch TV shows. Like I do, but not like this. I like to watch a lot of movies. And typically around this time of year, I would have watched way more than what I have watched. So since Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is what the last episode talked about and what I watched last that you know about, I've watched 21 movies. Actually, I think it's 20 because I watched one of them twice, but I kind of want to just go through each one, give a quick little blurb on what I thought about it, if you should watch it, blah, 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 blah. The first thing I watched after Ghostbusters Afterlife was a movie called Big Gold Brick, which came out this year that stars Andy Garcia, Emery Cohen, Megan Fox, Lucy Hale, and Oscar Isaac. Now, Megan Fox, Lucy Hale, Oscar Isaac, and Andy Garcia. That sounds like an interesting cast. And I thought the trailer looked really interesting because it looked really quirky. And I watch everything that Megan Fox makes, unfortunately. Um, And she is not given a lot of great roles sometimes. And this was one of them because I absolutely hated this movie. So far, it is my least favorite movie of the year. Um, Honestly, I barely remember watching it because I hated it so much. But I stayed up to watch it um, when it was released on like Apple or whatever, because of course it went straight It was a VOD straight to video release, and I don't recommend it. Letterboxd has it at a 1.9 rating. It isn't great. Let's see what IMDb has, just because I'm curious. A 3.4. Yikes. And I hate to be a hater on any Megan Fox movies, because if anyone knows me, knows I love her, but that it's rough. It's really rough. It is a strong contender for my least favorite movie of 2022. It is so fucking long. 
so long. And if you think like, oh, that is such a bizarre cast to have Megan Fox, Oscar Isaac, and Lucy Hale. Like, what a weird group. Um, I kind of want to check that out. No reason to, because they're barely in the fucking movie. It's mainly this guy, Emery Cohen, who I honestly don't know him. Not gonna lie. Have I seen anything he's in? No. Besides that, I have never seen anything he's in. And Andy Garcia is also in it quite a bit. But also, like, I don't know who is going to see an Andy Garcia movie for Andy Garcia. Not to be rude, but who does it? Um, Not worth your time. Um, Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But then I watched the Hulu movie, No Exit. I think it's a Hulu original. Don't quote me on that. It is currently available on Hulu, and it is a fun little thriller that basically takes place in one location, which is always fun. And this girl is, um, she is kind of snowstorm, has to stop at a truck stop or whatever they're called, a rest stop, and wait out the storm with a group of strangers. And when she's outside, she realizes that one of the vehicles from the strangers has a little girl tied up in it. And she has to figure out which one took her and how to save this little girl. It is a very fun movie that I highly recommend. I gave it a four out of five on Letterboxd. Oh, and if you were curious, Big Gold Brick, I gave it a one out of five. So thankfully, I saved myself like that day and watched No Exit because it is a super fun movie. It has a pretty good cast. Um, Yeah, super fun, worth your time on Hulu. You should check it out. Then I rewatched Scream 5. You already know my thoughts on it, so I will skip over it. It's fun. I really like it. Four out of five. Then I watched West Side Story, which we will be discussing in the next episode. Wink, wink. Um, I loved it. Five out of five. I think it is so fucking good. Um, Steven Spielberg basically spends like two and a half hours or however long it is to show how good he is (laughs) like he's basically showing everybody in hollywood how it's done um it is so good so 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 good one of the best movies of last year i can't believe it took me so long to watch it i watched it specifically for the awards and i'm so glad i watched it i kind of want to watch the original i think i want to do an episode where i compare and contrast the um original and this one uh but we'll see we'll see because it's a very fucking long movie (laughs) and i've actually never seen the original i've seen like bits and pieces they played it in like my high school english class when we were doing romeo and juliet but i didn't really know what to expect i thought everyone in the movie is fantastic except for ansel elgorn i'm not gonna lie not just because um he allegedly um, or factually, I don't know, um, is a predator. (laughs) I just really did not care for his performance. Um, but other than him, five out of five, I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely loved it. And then a few days later, I checked out another five out of five. And I'm gonna give you a couple seconds to guess what this five out of five was, because it shocked me a little bit. The Batman. I loved the Batman. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I will be honest. I could see it go down to a four out of five. 
But as of now, it's a five out of five. I think the ending is a little rushed. I think this movie could have been four hours. I don't care what people say. It is long as hell. I don't care. I think it's so fucking fun. It's like dark and weird and twisted and weirdly funny and an actual solid detective movie before a superhero movie. Like, honestly, when it became a superhero movie, I was a little like, eh, don't really care. I want to see more of how creepy the Riddler is and how he like FaceTimes people. Like, come on. It's so good. And the thumb drive joke, classic. It is so good. Robert Pattinson is my favorite Batman, hands down. This summer, I would love to do a Batman episode where I talk about every live action Batman. So stay tuned for that because that is something I really want to talk about. And I really do need to rewatch the Batman. It is on HBO Max. So I highly recommend watching it. Um, I think it like went to HBO Max like 40 days after it was in theaters. Also, West Side Story is on Disney Plus and HBO Max. So I highly recommend that as well. So then after that, I watched Fresh, which came out in this year, 2022 on Hulu, a Hulu original. It stars Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan. And it is a, I don't really want to give it away because it is a thriller horror-ish thing, but it is also a rom-com-y, not really a rom-com. It's more of like a romance drama and then not a romance drama because it's also um, fucked up. Personally, I think it wasn't fucked up enough and I gave it a three out of five. I thought it's fun. I liked Sebastian Stan and Daisy Edgar Jones in it. It is on Hulu. I do think it's worth the watch. I had fun. A three out of five for me is like a, yeah, that was pretty good. I'd watch it again. Um, I score things uh, from a one to five. I don't do half scores. I just, it's basically categorical instead of numerical. I don't like putting a numerical value on it. And I know I'm saying like, oh, three out of five, but I feel like that's a level on my enjoyment, I guess, is how I do it in my brain. Um, But after that, I watched Drive My Car, which again, I did for the awards. This was on March 8th and five out of fucking five. I loved it. It is a very long movie. Well, what is it like three hours or something? Maybe over three hours. I'm not even sure but time flew by. It is so good. It's so sad. It is so quiet. It is so, I don't know. I don't know how to describe this movie. I think it is, well, it is one of the best movies of 2021, probably even of the decade. It is just so good. Cannot recommend enough. I can't wait to watch it again. It is on HBO Max. I definitely think you should check it out. It is a movie about grieving. So (laughs) be weary if you're not in the mood to watch a downer because it is a downer. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, the whole thing is about grief. And then the next thing I watched, hello, another five out of five, the worst person in the world. Genuinely, Another one is one of my favorite movies of the year, obviously, because it's a five out of five, but it is like in the top of the top. I won't say where in the top of the top because I don't want to spoil the awards. But as you know, if you follow film.degree on Instagram, which you should, it was nominated for a few awards. So check out next time and see if the worst person in the world takes home some 
film degrees. But yeah, absolutely loved it. It is, while watching, I felt very seen, I guess. I don't know. I feel like that is a very like universal feeling when watching Worst Person in the World. It is about a young woman who just makes so many mistakes in her life and she's just going through it and making the best of situations and still making mistakes and being selfish, but also like still loving people and trying to do your best, even though you always let down other people and yourself. And I absolutely loved it. I felt like I related to it a lot. I'm sure a lot of people did when they watched it. But it is one of those that I think will stick with me for a while. It is another one I can't wait to get. It is going to be, like, I think it's going to be released on Criterion, or if it already is, I'm not sure. I am going to buy it. Um, I did have a terrible theater experience watching it, though, because this girl was just talking through it. I had to go to this little artsy theater that is kind of out of the way from me. It was the only one playing it. And this girl was just talking through the theater, and this guy kept telling her to shut up and she's like, it just started. I don't understand. Like, why are you telling me to shut up? Like the movie just started. And we were like well into the first scene and she's just fucking yapping, not whispering. And then she's like, it just started. Also, the theater was really small, cramped, uncomfortable. Um, It wasn't fun, but the movie was fantastic. My friend who I dragged along with me to watch it was not that big of a fan, but... He has terrible taste, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, I make my friend watch a lot of movies that he doesn't like. <laughs> but that is the perks of being my friend. Um, then I watched Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I hate to be a hater, but I really did not like Spider-Man No Way Home. In fact, I actively disliked it. It was a two out of five. There were some moments where I was like, oh, that was really sweet, but it was meh, 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 meh. I have this pet peeve about certain movies that do this. And this was one of them where they're like, oh, we have to make a formula to save the world. Let's go to the high school lab and make it. It's like, what? Okay. Um, I get that like Peter Parker is supposed to be a genius, but that scene really fucking bothered me. Like you went to the local high school to make all of these formulas to cure a bunch of people. Like what the fuck is at this high school? Because if we went to fucking my high school, that shit wasn't there, but all right. But to be fair, my school was a shithole dump. I'm not going to lie, but no, I wasn't a fan of Spider-Man No Way Home. I thought it was it was ugly. Like it looked ugly. It wasn't necessarily funny. It wasn't that exciting. Wasn't my thing. I don't like, Ugh. I don't want to shit on people because I'm sure they may work really hard on it. But John Watts, I'm not a fan of his movies. I don't connect with them. I haven't really enjoyed any of the MCU Spider-Man movies. I love the original trilogy, the Sam Raimi trilogy. I love it. I really enjoy the Andrew Garfield movies, but this one, probably my least favorite Spider-Man movie. Although I really did not care for um, the last one, not Homecoming. 
what was it called? Uh, Far From Home. Didn't care for that one either. I don't know what it is. I'm just not, I'm not into the MC Spider-Man. Not my thing. I don't really find it amusing. I find it annoying, um, which is a shame because I love Spider-Man as a character, but uh, not my thing. Um, I get why people liked it though. Like no hate. I really do get why people like it, but for me, not so much. Um, then I watched Turning Red, which I gave a three out of five, which is on Disney Plus. I thought it was really cute. I think it went a little further than what I thought it would, not in the sense of what like all of the conservative parents were thinking, like, oh my god, she was talking about her period and was talking about cramps. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, I was talking about like the story just kind of like went a little off the rails. Like <laughs> that ending was a little much for me. I thought it could have been a much simpler, more contained little story. <laughs> but then it was like a Godzilla type thing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But I did like it. It wasn't my favorite Pixar movie. But yeah, I definitely think people like it. I think it's worth the watch. It's on Disney Plus. You should check it out. Um, then I saw X, which I thought was super fun. I was very, it was one of my most anticipated movies of the year. This year, it came out in 2022. I think it still might be in theaters, depends on where you're at. But it is a sort of slasher movie that turns out that it is going to have a sequel that was already filmed, um, which is crazy. A secret sequel that was filmed that if you watch till the end credits, they have the trailer for the next one, which was interesting. <laughs> but I don't know how to describe it. It's very A24. I will say that. It is a very much an A24 movie. It isn't your average slasher movie. It is very 70s. Um, obviously, because it's set in the 70s. It's got that whole thing going for it. A lot of people were saying like, oh, it's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't see the resemblance other than it takes place in um, the 70s. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't see the resemblance between the two movies at all, even though that is what anyone could say when it came out. But I do think it's worth your time. Four out of five. Brittany Snow steals the show as, as we all knew she would because she is great. I love Brittany Snow. Also, Jenna Ortega's in it, who was fantastic in Scream. She's fantastic here. I've never seen any bad performance from Jenna Ortega. What was she in that I saw? Oh, The Fallout. She's fantastic in that. Um, I haven't seen Studio 666 yet, the Foo Fighters movie that she's in. <laughs> but I, I did want to, I cannot wait to see that when it's, once I get the chance. Um, then I rewatched Scream again, Scream 5. <laughs> again, still a four out of five. I really enjoyed myself. Then this would have been March 26th. I went to visit my sister and her husband and their baby. And I made them sit through Burlesque starring Christina Aguilera and Cher. And I do have something to say. I don't think it is a very good movie, but the musical numbers are just so good that I don't think you really need a great movie anyway. Like you don't need it. The soundtrack is one of my favorites of all time. The music is just so good. I think it is a perfectly campy, rom-commy, musical extravaganza starring 
two of the biggest pop stars to ever live. Like, where? what can you really go wrong with that? Well, let me fucking tell you what you can go wrong. You can have an entire fucking musical starring two of the biggest pop stars to ever live and not give them a duet. Like, what? Why are we here if not to see Cher and Christina Aguilera have a duet? Like, I'm sorry, but what's not, what's not connecting here? Why would you get Cher and Christina Aguilera and not have them sing together? What was the point of having them? I mean, obviously one is Cher. She's like an icon. And the other is Christina Aguilera, who has like one of the greatest voices of all time, making a killer soundtrack. But like Cher had two songs. I have seen this movie before. So like, I don't know. This isn't like... (laughs) Also, this movie came out in like 2010. This isn't new information. But it drives me crazy every time I see it or when it's on TV. It's always on TV, like on E or whatever. I think that's what we actually watched it on. It just drives me nuts that she they don't have a fucking song together. What the hell? I do listen to the soundtrack all the time because it is just so good. But it, I will never get over them not having a duet. I just won't. I don't know what they were thinking. Such a huge missed opportunity. I do think this movie could have been like insanely good if it was directed by someone else. I don't want to be a hater on Steve Anton who directed it. I think he was fantastic at the musical numbers, um, but everything else was not great. Um, And then I made my sister and her husband sit through Charlie's Angels Full Throttle from 2003, which if you, anyone knows me knows I love Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. I think they are probably some of the best type of, they're the best blockbusters like to ever come to exist. I'm sorry, but it's true. They're so fucking good. The cast is so good. It is so over the top. It is so crazy. It is so colorful. It is so funny. It is so action-packed. It is like the epitome of an adult morning cartoon. Like it is just throw everything you possibly can and make it the most entertaining you possibly can. And you have Charlie's Angels. I love the movie. I've seen it a million fucking times. It's a five out of five for me. I do not care what anyone thinks. I think it is those two movies. I think they need to be watched as a double feature. Unfortunately, I didn't watch them as a double feature here, but... <laughs> um, they should be considered as one and as one it is one of the greatest movies of all time and that is all I have to say on Charlie's Angels maybe I will do an episode on it I don't know but I'm telling you I love this movie and I will literally defend it with my life <laughs> after that I also forced my sister and her husband to watch the movie Till Death from 2021 starring Megan Fox. Every so often she does get a hit on her hands, let me just say, because I love Till Death. I love this movie. Um, It's directed by S.K. Dale. It was, I think, his debut feature. It is basically, it's mainly a, a horror thriller set in one location again, a winter setting. It is on Netflix right now, I believe. Um, That's where I watched it with her. I have seen it before. I gave it a four out of five. It's very simple. It's um, one of the best straight to video movies I've seen. I think it could have been, if it wasn't COVID, I would have said push it for a wide release because it obviously was very cheap to make. 
And I think they could have, it's good. It is a good movie. It's on Netflix. It's a short movie. I think it's like 90 minutes long. Super fun. Recommend. Um, so then I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is currently in theaters. Um, must see. Must see, must see, must see. I do think that, and I did write this in my letterbox review, a lot of it is random for stupid and random sake, but I think it's whole themes and outlook on life. And it, it, it's very cliche. It's all like, oh, we're on a floating rock. Like nothing matters. Live your life kind of thing. But it is just so well made. It is so, it, you can tell it's made with a lot of passion. It's really, um, a lot of love was made a lot of love was put into it. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm so happy I was able to see it in theaters. It was a great theater experience watching it. It is just the most random, balls-to-the-wall, extra, crazy, insane, weird, quirky, a little gimmicky, but not a bad gimmicky movie. It's just like, I don't know. It is so, I just loved it. Five out of five. It is one of my favorite movies of the year right now. I love it. Then I watched Ambulance that same night. I saw a double feature at my theater. One of the worst theater experiences of my life was seeing Ambulance. People were trying to scare each other in the theater, like groups, um, different groups, like friends. They were around my age and they clearly didn't act like it because they were running around the theater. They were screaming at the movie. They were talking amongst themselves, putting their flashlight on on their phone, taking videos, walking around, talking to other people who were in the theater, like trying to clearly get a reaction out of people. And people were just like ignoring it. They're like, whatever. But I almost couldn't handle it. I was like, this movie is too fucking long. One, it is too fucking long, but it's too fucking long for me to have to sit and deal with you assholes. Like, literally just watch the fucking movie. I don't know why you have to be so goddamn rude. Uh, but this movie is very long. It is a Michael Bay movie starring Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. Do you say the second? I don't know. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, Isaac Gonzalez. It's... <laughs> It's fun, okay? I gave it a three out of five. It might be a two out of five, but I did have a good time other than the fact that my theater experience was ass and it is a very fucking long movie. But anyway, I had a fun time at the movie with that. Or I had a fun time with the movie, not at the movie. But then I watched The Heat. Um, again, I've seen that before with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. I was going through a family emergency, like a health emergency, um, very emotional day. And it was me and my sister, my mom and my brother-in-law. And we were, I was just like, we need a Sandy Bullock movie. Obviously we need some Sandra Bullock in here. I need to find a Sandra Bullock movie to watch. We need some joy in this house. Um, this was on Easter, I believe when we watched it. Oh no, it was the day before Easter. Um, this might be a controversial thing that I'm about to say. But I think The Heat is the best buddy cop movie ever made. Ugh. Sorry, Rush Hour. Sorry, um, Lethal Weapon. Sorry, whatever the fuck else. I don't care. 
Um, the heat is so fucking funny. I don't care what people say. I know when it came out, everyone was like, Melissa McCarthy has one shtick and it is just saying fuck a bunch of times and being like gross and nasty. (laughs) I don't care. It works. Their chemistry, Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy is so good. I think the jokes actually land. They, (laughs) it still makes me laugh out loud at the joke. Like I'm, I'm, thinking about it now like i'm starting to like try not to laugh because some of the scenes are just so fucking stupid and funny i absolutely love the heat i don't care what people say i think it is a modern classic an underrated classic when everyone's always talking about buddy cop movies we are never talking about the heat like i'm sorry the heat is way better than bad boys although i do think bad boys is also one of the better ones on that on the in the buddy cop genre and then my mom wanted to watch another melissa mccarthy movie so we watched spy which i also gave a four out of five some of the jokes don't land but rose byrne gives one of the funniest performances of that of the 2010s it is so hilarious and i'm actually shocked spy never got a sequel but hmm, i think melissa mccarthy is a better james bond than daniel craig Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan, George Lazenby, Roger Moore, (laughs) all of the above, every single person who has ever played James Bond. I think she's better. Sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't deny it. Um, And then I was, I was on a Sandra Bullock, like, kick that day. So then I watched Speed with my mom, which I've seen again. I've seen already so this is my like third time watching it love it it is stupid it is over the top it is fun it is very long but I think speed is great I think Sandra Bullock is great I need I I think I need to do a Sandra Bullock marathon I'm just like in that mood I've had a rough time recently I just need pure joy and Sandra Bullock brings me pure joy I don't care if she's in the most depressing fucking movie ever she puts a smile on my face (laughs) anyway last movie i saw i rewatched barb and star go to vista del mar i made my mom watch it absolutely love it as you know it has been nominated for the film degrees check out next episode if it won anything i can't remember if it did or not um (laughs) i really can't because i haven't looked at my list in so long but those are the 21 movies that i watched i don't know if that was interesting or exciting or funny or not funny I really don't know. Honestly, when I start talking on this microphone, I think I black out. But now that I am done with most of my school, um, I do feel better, like a lot. I feel like a weight has been lifted off my chest, shoulders, legs, head, everything. Like, I feel so much better. I feel like I can breathe, even though you're probably like, you just watched 21 movies in those two months. Like, don't say you didn't have time. Okay, I don't sleep. (laughs) I barely sleep. I have the worst sleep schedule. And watching movies or TV, I guess now, because I'm obsessed with The Good Wife, is the only thing that brings me peace. It is like my meditation. Like, it is my yoga. The people who stretch every morning to feel good about themselves. That is me, but with movies. I need to be watching something at all times. So I actually am lacking quite a bit in my movie watching, believe it or not. (laughs) 
I'm quite behind, but I really would like to finish The Good Wife. I am coming back. I promise this time. I promise. Tomorrow, I'm going to relax a little bit because I don't have so many assignments due for once. I'm going to watch some TV. I might go see The Northman, actually, or The Lost City, a Sandra Bullock movie. As you know, I need to go see my Sandy. So more episodes are to come. Please follow film.degree if people are listening, because I know it's been so fucking long. They probably all abandoned ship. But thank you so much for listening. And I hope you continue to listen to the podcast. And I hope you enjoy the Film Degree Awards next time. I, I'm going to shoot for two weeks, okay? I, I just want my fans to know that it's coming, I promise, and it's going to be worth the wait. It's still a, a work in progress because I want to make sure I'm very respectful to the creative process and I don't, I'm not robotic, I can't just um, put things together. It'll be, um, it'll be a body of work that will be timeless. I will go back into my artistic self and really uh, unleash what I've been dying to for so long. Awesome. Any hints? Any clues? I can't, I can't, not yet. Everything will unravel in its own time, but I'm super excited to get back to, to what I'm really meant to do. Awesome. Uh, that'll be, I promise it'll be out by the end of the year, and I'm super excited about Great. it. Great. Wait, I'll be back. Good. I'll be back. Yeah. Two weeks, because next week is going to be really busy for me, so that's what I'm shooting for. Um, don't hold me to it, obviously. But it's coming. It's coming. I promise. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Bye.